Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today, we're taking a look at another album by Paul Revere and the Raiders, this time Revolution, which is more correctly credited to Paul Revere and the Raiders featuring Mark Lindsay. Now, this was the first Raiders album to include the Lindsay credit in the title, and that's because it was the first where it was simply a studio project by Mark. It was in collaboration here with producer Terry Melcher, and mostly just hiring the Wrecking Crew and bringing them in, along with other musicians to fit the bill. And there's one or two we'll identify as we go through. Now, the album today I'm taking from the Now Sound CD reissue from I think 2015, and I can highly recommend it. The mono album on here sounds maybe a little more brittle than my original UK mono LP, which I think sounds great, but it's still pretty decent, and it's the only way to get all the original mono mixes. It also includes the stereo mixes, which appear to be taken directly from I think the Sunday CD issue, along with the bonus tracks as well, which are mastered with a little bit more limiting and compression, but overall, they're more of a curio and we'll get to those as we go through. What is interesting is that the album originally released in August of 1967 is kind of on that cusp point between mono and stereo taking over. Certainly in the UK mono was more prevalent still at this stage but in the US stereo was definitely maybe I think the biggest seller by this stage and certainly was more so prior to this than most other parts of the world. But there's an interesting anecdote in the line notes to this CD that I want to put in your head before we start listening. Revolution was issued in both mono and stereo editions, but as Mark explains, it was the mono mix that he and Melcher paid most attention to. We worked really hard on that mono mix. With mono, you don't have the lateral dispersion, the left and right signal, really, so you have to layer things with depth, with ambience, echo, and sometimes using microphones that had different characteristics. If you mic two guitars, one with a dynamic mic and one with a condenser, even if they're at the same levels, they're going to sit at different places in the mix, just because of the sonic qualities in the microphone. So we try to layer things as much as possible. You can really hear this right off the bat, and we might as well jump straight in with our opening cut here, Him or Me, What's It Gonna Be? As the guitars during the intro have very distinct sounds and tones to them that really separate them in the mix. There's a lot of compression on that really spanky sounding Telecaster on the main line, but overall the two guitars play off together really well and it makes for a great intro to the album. Now this track is one of many that when the album was originally issued only received mono and fake stereo mixes, and we're actually going to be covering seven stereo mixes today. Thankfully, this track got a stereo remix in the 90s, giving us the first and only stereo mix of it to this day, and giving us a slightly more balanced one than the rest of the album. Because this was mixed in the 90s, it sounds much cleaner than not only the other stereo mix on the album, but the mono mix of the track as well, and thanks to Terry Melcher printing off the effects onto the multi-track, it sounds very close to the original mono mix. However, I would definitely say that the mono definitely packs more of a meaty punch thanks to the congestion caused by moving all the instrumentation to the central channel, but the stereo definitely benefits from the separation somewhat and the greater dynamics offered due to it being mixed in the 90s rather than the additional compression that would likely have been used in the 60s. 
what we're going to do is play from the end of the first chorus into the first verse and then move into the stereo and that will move into the second chorus where you can feel more of a dynamic shift than the drop off from the first chorus but also the tonal change between the two mixes and also in the verse a distinct lack of hiss in the stereo mix. As I said, starting with the mono. Into stereo. And at the end of the track, we get a decently longer fade in stereo quite a habit of remixes in the 90s I must say. While the mono is more concise, the extra fade you get in the stereo isn't as sloppy as some of the other stereo mixes that I found at this time and is quite appreciated in its own way. Naturally, let's start with the mono. Stereo. Track 2 on the album, Reno, is our first vintage stereo mix here, and right off the bat, there seems to be extra echo added all over the track in stereo when compared with the mono. The intro guitar in mono is bone dry, but it's wet and distant in stereo, and once the drums enter, they also have the same echo applied. This seems to be used to fill out the stereo field somewhat, but it certainly lacks the impact of the mono, and certainly a dry stereo mix would probably have been appreciated. Let's hear that intro first in the dry mono, and then again in stereo, and pay attention as I say to the more distant guitar and once the drums enter, the extra echo there. And again in stereo. As we move through the track, the vocals are caked in echo and compression, but this is evident in both mixes. It's just clearer in the stereo thanks to the separation. However, the separation is what lets the stereo mix down. The vocals are over in the right-hand channel, and there's a distinct hole in the middle of the track. Moving these to the central channel, as in this mix we have sound in left and right outside a vocal, would have been perfect, but they likely mix it like this to be mono compatible, as I'm pretty sure Columbia at this time were moving to the idea of selling stereo records for mono players. What we'll do is we'll start with the mono and open up into the stereo. Just like a cigarette thrown away using you, I made it into the ground. Wanted to take you and shake you and make you see, girl, that you should be 
track three, Upon Your Leaving, is essentially identical between the two mixes, with the backing track panned hard left and the vocals over to the right, with the same effects baked in. Again, this seems to be mono-compatible stereo, but it's very displeasing. I will say, these mixes, coming from the Sunday CD, appear to be ever so slightly narrowed, but it still puts across the same effect to the listener. The vocals do appear to be slightly louder in stereo, I do want to point out, as if you fold this down, it doesn't match the mono mix precisely, with the vocals, as you'd expect, standing out more. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. One slight difference is that at 2.25 there appears to be a hum in the vocal channel, obviously the right hand side of the mix, in stereo, which I can't hear in the mix in mono. There's a few sounds like this throughout the album that I've been able to identify in the mono mix, but I can't hear, so we'll chalk this up to a difference. Let's hear that first in stereo and then listen to the mono where it appears to be absent. And again in mono. Maureen is up next and this is the last track on side one to have a stereo mix and once again it's the same wonky mix as Upon Your Leaving. However the vocals here are definitely much louder in the stereo mix, whereas in mono they're mixed right into the mix, almost being a bit low in volume by comparison, but I do quite like it and it encourages the listener to really crank the track, which honestly it deserves. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. Unfortunately, the last two tracks on side one, Wanting You and Gone, Moving On, have never been mixed into stereo, so we'll move swiftly over these tracks into the first track on side two and single, I Had A Dream, a track that actually features Bruce Johnston on some of the backing vocals with Terry Melcher, as obviously the two were good friends after their work in Bruce and Terry. Now here, the stereo is a slightly better mix, but right at the beginning we get an interesting little difference that was pointed out to me originally by patron Chris, who originally commented that maybe I should take a look at this album on the show, and lo and behold, here we are. There's a yawn early on the track, and in mono it's at a nice volume, in stereo however, it's, we'll just say it's slightly louder by comparison. 
What I'll do is play the mono first and then again in stereo. Again in stereo. As we move to the rest of the track, the overall balance matches the mono very, very closely and is quite pleasant overall, though still a little odd by comparison. The backing vocals and organ are mixed into the central channel, and the horn and lead vocals are over to the right hand channel and the backing track left. This is enjoyable enough though and certainly much more pleasant than the left and right only mixes we've had at earlier points on the album. We'll start with the mono and move to the stereo. Into stereo. Up next is one of my favourites here, Tighter. Now this is a track that shows maybe some influence by CTA 102 from Bird's recent album Younger Than Yesterday and while that wasn't produced by Terry Melcher, him being their earlier producer means that he would very likely have listened in and maybe got influence on this track from there but I think this is the superior track. It drives so well, there's so much energy in bass and is utterly fantastic but here in stereo it's once again the same problematic mix and really changed up the vibe in my opinion. The vocal is mixed far louder in stereo while the mono verses sound like they have additional telephone filtering and maybe some flanging on these vocals. The crazy effects on the chorus though are still there in both mixes so we don't need to compare that. We'll start with the mono and open up into stereo. Now in the second chorus, at the end in stereo, there are these backing vocals that jump in all of a sudden, like a cut in, and this is clearly a sloppy job as far as mixing goes. I'm not sure if these vocals are in the mono at this point, it's very hard to hear due to the congestion, but they could be there very low throughout this whole section. But all these vocals do appear in the final outro, so maybe they were not here at all and then mixed up later, I'm not too sure. What I'm going to do is play this first in mono and then we'll play it again in stereo and then listen for where these vocals jump in all of a sudden in the right hand channel. Again in stereo. Into 
The incredibly heavy Make It With Me comes up next, but is only mixed in mono, unfortunately. Though I don't have any issues with this as far as the listener goes, as the mono mix is bloody fantastic. So much bass, especially on my UK mono copy from CBS. Just fantastic. After that, we have Leslie. Again, mono only. But then we get to the closing track, I Hear A Voice. And this track is... Wow. If you haven't heard this song before, go and listen to it. It really is a Brian Wilson-esque ballad. I mean, ballad is a strong term. It's truly... There's so much echo. The echo chambers at CBS are utterly magical. And the lyrics themselves basically deal with the concept of suicide. It's very heavy, but really, really worth a listen. And I've discussed it before in my Long Players in Mono look at the album over on the Patreon. So by all means, go and have a look at that. But certainly, just go and listen to the song and really sink into it. Here, we again do get that problematic left and right mix. Except the lowest vocals in the harmony stack are panned off to the left, which does add to the harmonic spread and makes this somewhat more pleasant. If there had been stereo reverb applied to the piano, this probably would have filled out the field and made it much more pleasant sounding by comparison. Or maybe panning the piano central, I'm not too sure to be honest. Overall though, this is definitely a mix that is very close between the two, especially if you fold down the stereo. And ultimately, either is pretty good, though the mono to me is still the definitive one of the two. Let's play a verse for you in mono first, and then open up for the next verse in stereo. I hear a voice is calling me, I don't know what she could stereo We completed our look at this wonderful, wonderful little Garage Rock LP from Paul Revere and the Raiders featuring Mark Lindsay. It's hands down the mono mix this album for me, but the stereo mix offers up an interesting listening experience and certainly one for digging into. I would definitely recommend seeking out an original mono LP copy, especially the UK one, as to me it sounds utterly fantastic and it's the best copy of the album I've personally ever heard, and can be had relatively cheaply and certainly not too beat up over here, as people didn't quite go as mad for the Raiders as they did over in the US. Outside that though, there's not too much else to say. I do want to give a huge shout out to my supporters over at Patreon who helped keep the show going and 
If you too want to sign up over at Patreon and support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash back to mono, where there's plenty of extra content across three different tiers. And this Sunday on the Patreon exclusive show Mixology on 45, we'll be taking our first look at Sandy Shaw. With both sides of her single, there's always something there to remind me and don't you know, including a mono mix that's never been issued on CD and one that is incredibly hard to find anyway. So lots to dig into there and it's all good fun. Outside that though, if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at backtomonoradio at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at hypnoticfred. There's a link to all of these down the show notes below, as well as the sister show Back to Mono over on Mixcloud, so give a listen to that if you so desire. Outside that though, not much else to say apart from thank you so, so much for listening, and remember, whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, Great day.